Hey babes, this is Alyssa, the host of That's What Mom Said podcast and your new mom bestie. I've had to deal with daddy issues that later turned into baby daddy issues and honestly, the rest is history. As if being a mom isn't hard enough, I'm out here healing, trying to break generational curses, redefining motherhood, making sure I eat three times a day and my kids get fed and I remember to shower. And I think that if you're a mom, you get it. Download, subscribe, and turn your notifications on on your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. And to stay up to date with all things That's What Mom Said, follow me on Instagram at That's What Mom Said Pod. Hey guys, it's Alyssa back with another episode of That's What Mom Said. It has been a crazy day so far for me. Um, I'm on my second coffee of the day and it's only three o'clock in the afternoon, which isn't terrible. I could be on number three by now, but, um, I'm on my second coffee of the day. I had an interview planned for 11 o'clock this morning. This, this girl I'm having her on actually, um, it's going to be an episode that comes on next month. And when I was talking to her, I asked her like, you know, what's a, what's a good date and time for you? I'm pretty wide open. And she suggested today because it was the 11th at 11, 11 a.m., which I thought was so freaking cute. Um, but then as soon as I actually posted about it on Instagram, and then as soon as I posted it, I got a call from Jalen's school that I had to go pick her up. Um, they thought that she had some pink eye. When I saw her this morning, her eye was like a little bit red and kind of like, you know, gooey, but I'm thinking it's clear, it's allergies, you know, whatever. Um, I sent her to school and then by the time I went to go pick her up, her eye had completely swollen up and it just looked no good. We went to the doctor and whatever, but it's just like, I really tried to be as structured as I possibly could. I knew that I had this interview this morning. I got everybody out of the house on time so I could, you know, get myself together before work. Um, usually since I work from home, I, will like, you know, just throw my hair up and throw on some sweatpants. But when I do interviews, I try not to look like a hot ass mess. Um, You know, I try. I try hard. Yeah. So like I really got my shit together and then life just didn't go as I had expected or planned. But that's okay. Um, It ended up being kind of like a good thing. I've been having some mom guilt lately. It's crazy because I get on here and I complain like week to week about different things. And I feel like I get so annoyed when my baby daddies don't do their part, but but then I have mom guilt when they are doing their part because I feel like my kids go with their dad so often that we just don't get as much quality time together as I would like. The time that me and my kids get together is like, you know, we're getting ready for school, we're getting ready for bed, bath time, dinner time. Like it's just always very structured and not just like, you know, quality time where we're sitting and chilling. So having her to myself when I picked her up early was a little bit of like an opportunity to just get some like one-on-one time with her. So um, I took her to the doctor and then we went and grabbed some sushi together and, you know, then we got her medicine, came home and we've been chilling ever since. My mom actually made a comment to me the other day saying something about making sure I am making time to be fully present with my kids, interacting with them, playing with them, doing an activity with them. Just make sure that I'm there. I'm in the moment. I'm really just taking it all in because one day I'm going to miss it. Um, I know that me and my brothers all getting older is kind of hard on my mom because we all are kind of just, you know, doing our, our own thing at this point. But 
ever since she said that to me, it kind of stuck in my head because I really do have a lot of mom guilt sometimes, especially because I have three kids and I'm by myself. It's just so hard like day to day having to worry about myself and three people and like each one of my kids have their own specific relationship with me and needs from me. So sometimes I feel kind of spread thin and I almost feel bad for my kids in a sense because you know, there's times when all three of them need me at one time and I'm just like, okay, holy shit, like there's only one of me and you know, so whoever I help first is kind of like the other two are just sitting there waiting like, okay, I'm just going to sit here and wait till you can get to me. And that makes me feel guilty sometimes. But my older two kids, especially, they're really understanding because they know that EJ is so much of, you know, needy and time consuming. And but to my point, I was grateful to be able to just spend some time with Jay without the other kids. For every parent who is busy or has multiple children or just has like a chaotic life like most parents do, I just need to know how do you prioritize making time for your kids like that? Like, I mean, I don't want to compare because I know that having kids in general is just difficult whether you have one or five, but I feel like it's a little bit easier to kind of spend like one-on-one -on -one time when it's just you and your child but when you have multiple children, three, four, what do you do? Like, how do you spend one-on-one -on -one time with a kid? Do you do it only out of the house when you can get time with the kid? Do you go in their room and watch a movie? Like, what are some more things that I can do with my kids to just make them feel like I am more present? Give me some feedback. I'm always open to that. I had a little bit of a teachable moment with my daughter the other day, and I just wanted to share it with you guys because it's hard being a kid and it's hard figuring out friendships and relationships. And, you know, I'm almost 30 and I'm still learning how to be a decent human being and I'm not perfect. So some days I'm great. Other days I'm not so great, um, but I'm working on it and I'm trying to be a better version of the person that I was yesterday every day. So the other day I was sitting outside and I've talked about all the kids that kind of live in the neighborhood before. Um, I'm lucky to live in a place where there's lots of kids. They're all kind of around the same ages. Um, they like to hang out, whatever. So there's a lot of like clicky stuff going on, especially at my daughter's age. She's nine. I remember you know, that it kind of starting at that age, you kind of like, you know, you had this one friend who didn't like the other friend and, you know, all types of stuff. So I am noticing that my daughter is playing with another girl, but they're not playing with this other girl that they usually play with that my daughter is friends with. And my daughter's pretty open with me. Like she'll tell me if she got into an argument or something happened with one of the girls or, you know, whatever, like just to tell me but she hadn't told me anything. So I didn't like embarrass her obviously or anything like that. But when we had went in the house, I asked her, Hey, is everything okay with so-and-so? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. Because I noticed when we were outside and you were playing with other so-and-so, you guys weren't really interacting with her. Like what was going on with that? And she kind of told me that she didn't know what exactly happened, but that the girl that she was playing with had an incident with the other girl. And I said to my daughter, okay, but did she do something to you? And she said, well, no, she didn't. I said, okay. 
then if you are friends with both of these girls, then you need to let it be known that you're friends with both of these girls. If you're hanging out with girl A and girl A tells you that she doesn't like girl B, that's not your job to take a side. It's your job to stand up for your friendships and tell girl A, hey, that's fine. That's your prerogative, but I'm still friends with girl B, so I'm not going to treat her any different. And girl A is either going to have to take it or leave it. I had a lot of people-pleasing behaviors and tendencies when I was younger, and I don't know if it was like a not wanting people to leave me type of thing or what it was, but I kind of always felt like I didn't want to lose relationships. I didn't want to speak up when things felt off in fear of someone not being my friend anymore or not talking to me anymore. And I'm like so fucking over that stage of my life. Um, But I feel like it's really important to kind of identify that and let my daughter know because I mean, I'm sure that she's not trying to be, but she's not trying to hurt anybody's feelings. But sometimes when you're not trying to hurt anybody's feelings, people's feelings end up getting hurt. So you need to stand up for what's right and not be acting that way because of someone else's actions, because that's not cool. I definitely think that she got it and she was receptive to what I was saying. Um, And I just feel like things like this are important because these are not things that you find out easily. These are things that you find out later in life. And if I can be the one to guide her into healthy friendships and relationships, I I got to do that. Since we just had the full moon, I realized that I didn't do a card poll for this month of October. So I do want to do one. But I wanted to tell you guys something that I completely forgot to even mention um, back when it had happened because there was just so much going on at one time. But the weekend that I got arrested, let me tell you, the devil was working. Okay, working hard. So the very next day after I got arrested, um, I went into Wawa. And I was actually, I was on the phone with my friend at the time. And as I was getting out of my car, like literally still had my hand on the gear, um, like the gear shift or whatever. And I was putting it in park. I look up and out of my windshield and I lock eyes with my dad. So my first reaction is, okay, should I leave? Because I know that he's going to talk to me if I go inside. Should I go inside and act like... I'm unbothered. Like, what do I do? So at this point, I think I had been doing Grubhub that day. Yeah, I was doing Grubhub that day and I was going in there to get a coffee and a snack or whatever. It had been a couple hours. I wanted to eat. So I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to let him scare me away. I was fucking here. Like I was coming here already, whatever. So I go inside. I had my sunglasses on. I didn't even look up from my phone. I was on the phone with my friend, like I said, and I order my coffee. I'm standing there and out of the corner of my eye, I see my dad like inching over to me. So I don't say anything. I don't look up. And he goes, Alice. And I'm like, yeah, it's me. And he was like, yeah, I uh, I know it's you. That's why I'm calling your name. I just wanted to say hi. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, remember when you told me that you didn't want to talk to me anymore. Oh, okay. And that was like pretty much it. And I walked away and I felt like a sense of power in the moment. Um, I kind of felt like I kept myself 
calm, cool, and collected, but also held my boundaries. And I kind of went through like a whole bunch of emotions afterwards and didn't really know how to feel about the interaction because at first I was kind of feeling like, okay, well, maybe that was my in. Like maybe that was the opportunity that I've been looking for, for some type of conversation or reconciliation with my dad. But then the more I thought about it, I was thinking like, this isn't just an old friend or a stranger or somebody that I lost contact with. This is my dad, not biologically, but he chose from the time that I was one year old to raise me. You know where I live. You know my phone number. And if you didn't, you know how to get in contact with me. You know what I mean? Like you waited until you saw me in person to say something to me. And that was that was supposed to be it. No, I you felt obligated. Like I feel like he felt obligated to say something because he knew that we saw each other and he would look like the bad guy if he didn't say anything to me. And I feel like that's all that that was about because I haven't heard a single thing since. And the reason that I was even thinking to bring this up is because the night that we had the full moon, I was literally tossing and turning. I could not sleep. It was like one of those, like, you're not asleep, but your body is like kind of rested and your eyes are closed, but your mind is racing and you're not really like going to sleep, even though you're trying to force yourself. It's just not working. It was one of those. And I just, my dad was like heavy on my mind. I don't know if there's a reason If I'm just still feeling, you know, the emotions of what I have realized our relationship was and what I thought that it was and just coming to the realization that he's been a lot of the reason that I've chosen the shitty men that I've chosen in my life and just thinking about all the things that I could have avoided if I didn't grow up learning that love was what he was portraying it to be. But that night when I couldn't fall asleep, I just kept thinking about this letter because a while back I had this therapist and she told me that I should really just write my dad a letter telling him how I feel and whether I choose to give it to him or not, you know, I can get all of my emotions out and just see how that heals me. And I, the more that I think about it, the more that I want to do, but I almost don't know where to go with it because the last time that him and I spoke, he told me that I always blamed my problems on other people. But like, I feel like a lot of the issues that I've had in my life is because of the way that he's treated me and the way that I have learned what marriage and love looks like, because that was the first relationship I had. And the first, you know, father that I had, I don't know, dude, maybe it's telling me something. Maybe I do need to just get this letter out, have it all out. I don't really care to have any type of relationship with him. I don't know if I'm just saying that because of how I feel right now. I don't know if I will change my mind or feel differently later on, but I don't know what I could write in a letter that will help him understand my perspective and also not offend him. So it may just be a lost cause, but it definitely needs to get out of my brains. Danny is going to be joining me in a little bit um, to talk about the house that I grew up in, which I had told you guys was like low-key haunted AF. Um, But I'm going to do my card pull first. I am using my Whispers of Healing cards as always, my favorite deck, my first deck. Um, Until it's crazy because I feel like I don't know when you stop using a deck. Like when do you stop? Because I've been using this one for a while um, ever since Shay got it for me. But like I 
I haven't gotten all the cards, you know, but like only the ones that will resonate with me will come to me. I don't know. I don't know. Damn it. For now, they're good. They're beautiful. They're wonderful. I love them. I feel like the message is always so freaking good. Um, and I'm ready. I'm ready to hear what the cards have to tell me. So let's go. Real quick, I just wanted to say um, I'm actually going to pull two cards. And the reason that I'm going to pull two is because um, I don't know if you have noticed or how it works with like Apple Podcasts, like how everyone gets alerted to their phone or whatever. But for the past few months, all of my episodes are set to publish at 2.22 a.m. on the day that they're supposed to come out um, unless I'm slacking or whatever's going on. Um, and I don't know why I picked 222 in the morning. It was just a number that I felt like I wanted to use. And then like ever since then, I was kind of drawn to twos, like a lot of twos. But then I always I get drawn to different numbers. So I don't know. It's weird. But anyway, so long story short, I was scrolling on Twitter the other day and someone was talking about life path numbers. And I was like, hmm, that's probably one of the only things that I don't think I ever like looked up about my birthday and about like certain things like that, whatever. Um, so I looked it up and dun -da -da -da, my life path number is 22. Actually, hold on real quick before I pull these cards. I'm actually going to read you guys the screenshot because it was like literally me. Okay, so this specific website that I found, it's called numerology.com. Um, I don't know if there's a better way to look it up, but this is what mine says. The 22 life path is called the master builder because it has a very special power to turn nebulous dreams into concrete realities. These people are spiritually connected and feel both a responsibility and a burden to use their cosmic gift to better the future of our world. And though it may take years to master their life purpose, what a 22 life path can achieve is, ex is exceptional. One of the things that sets a life path 22 apart from others is their extreme dedication. They aren't afraid of putting in hard work. But this isn't about climbing the corporate ladder. They feel an allegiance to others, working hard to be service to others and improving humankind in some way. This can lead to a fear of failure, but they can turn this around and use it as a motivation to keep pushing forward. Those with life path number 22 are not only able to lead themselves, but others as well. They don't rely on their emotions, but this can come at a cost as they sometimes come across as all work and no play. However, they understand the value of corporation and know, know that those who go for go together. Fulfillment for someone with a master number 22 comes in the form of seeing how their hard work has come to fruition. Their ambition is unmatched and nobody sets the bar higher than they do. So no, they need to know they've done a good job by embracing their abilities and knowledge. They will be able to do just that. And if that don't sound like me, baby, I don't know what does. All right, but back to my card deck. Let's do the damn thing. The first card that I got is number 26, Hidden Blessings. And we're going to do two. So one more. And the next one is flow and it's number eight. And I'm kind of glad because I don't think I've ever gotten these ones before. So I am excited to see what we get. Okay. Hidden blessing. There is a gift in every adversity. Your love, intentions, prayers, good wishes, and realizations are held in the consciousness of the universe. This energy circulates around you and may act as a source of comfort to you. Additionally, it may show up as nourishment, wisdom, and teachings. You may draw on this energy whenever you are in need. This card brings the important reminder that you are not alone. Whether you need encouragement, support, or wisdom, you can draw on the teachings of others. Adjust yourself 
through the frequency of their adjust yourself through the frequency of their messages. The greatest blessing are the ones that are hidden within you. Your love and your heart will continue to grow until you attain happiness, healing, love, and enlightenment. I love that for us. The next one we got is flow. Oh my God, the first the first sentence. This card is about manifestation. It is wonderful to know you can release your unhappiness. Please trust that you hold the power to be happy. Your healing is hinged on how you view your world. If you feel unhappy or unlucky, you may benefit from committing to a more positive attitude. You have fallen into a pattern of limited thinking that doesn't allow you to see your inner beauty. This card also suggests that you often find yourself in situations that trigger past issues. Oh my god, I feel so attacked right now. Perhaps it is time for you to heal those issues. Be open to the messages and signs that are continually part of your reality. Allow yourself to see your blessings. Trust that you are given opportunities to grow and learn so you can release what doesn't work and call in what your true desires are. I'm low-key speechless because I've dealt with a couple situations, um, as I always am, over the past couple weeks. And it's just the lesson that I always come to in the end is you're doing something to contribute to this chaos. Whenever there's some drama or some BS or something going on, it may not be me who started it, but it's always me who reacts. It's always me who finishes it. And then it's always me who is trying to take my foot out of my ass for a situation that I put myself in. So this was kind of a reminder to me to just let things flow, not try to control things or situations or people or scenarios. Just let it flow. As always, the universe knew exactly what I needed to hear. Danny's here. She's popping in. Um, (laughs) There's Kenzie. Hi, Kenzie. I'm more excited about her than you. <laughs> um, okay, so when I decided that I was going to do some spooky stories this month on the podcast, I had posted something on my Facebook and I just said like, you know, if anyone has any story to tell, you know, message me, whatever. And both you and your sister commented on it and you said that the house that I grew up in was haunted as fuck and it totally fucking was. It absolutely was and I... I'm not like too firm on your family history, but didn't Paul's father, mother, didn't somebody die there? His mother died in the house. Yes. In the house. Yes. So, and then like his brother died while they lived in the house, right? Yes. They were living in, he he died in the eighties, but he died. Yes. While they were living there. It was was a car accident, but they were living in the house. Yep. Yeah. So the house had a lot of energy, I think. Definitely, definitely had a lot of energy. Not to mention, I don't believe his mother was like a great person. No, she so, was. Like, was she? Yeah. So it was just them that are assholes? Yeah. The mom was great. Like she I she was like obsessed with me. Remember she used to take me to like the the flea markets I and shit? Met her. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, she was super sweet. My dad's dad was kind of like abusive from what I okay. know. So she was so more like timid. Like a history of bad energy in the house. Like, yeah. If her dad, if his dad was, you know, the way he was. Um, so the house, and then maybe that's why, maybe that'll make the house make more sense. But like, 
I feel like I don't have like one specific, like, oh my God, that's so scary story. But that house definitely had like just some things going on. So you had a room and in your room was a door to a flight of stairs. That, that went, went up to the attic. Correct. That but shit was weird. Used as like, I guess, a storage space, probably for all like your father's like family's old stuff that like got moved when you guys started like actively living there. Um, and no matter how often um, we would close that door, that door would always end up open. Didn't matter if we were in the room, not in the room. I just closed it, turned around. Door would always, always be open. Additionally, I remember um, a picture of it had to have, I guess, been maybe the dad. Because mm-hmm. Patrick wasn't old enough to have even gone to the army. He died. So it was somebody like army photo. Oh, it was my dad. Was it your dad? My dad, yeah. Okay, so it was somebody's army photo. Mm-hmm. And it kept getting moved to right in front of the stairs. Oh, that's and fucking I weird. And it getting like put away. And then being moved to the front of the stairs again. And it ca- and like, I feel like these weren't things that like your one year old brothers were doing. Like something was, something was up there for sure up there. So um, that's crazy. Cause I don't remember that, but I do know that when they all lived in that house, if you remember, there was like an upstairs bedroom in the attic as well as like the storage yeah. area. And that was my dad's brother's room. Like he, that was like his apartment when he lived there and he's the one who died. So. Right. So, and then that was the other thing. And I couldn't remember. And honestly, maybe I, it may just be something I'm remembering whether or not it did happen. I don't know. Cause I can't like visually remember, but I remember having to turn off a light in there often. Like there upstairs. Was, like, a, a chair with like a lamp. There was always, yeah, dude, there was always some, like, creepy ass shit regarding, like, the lights. Do you remember, so, this basement that we had, like, that was where our laundry was at, and it was, like, you had to be, like, four foot eleven going down those stairs. It it was more like a crawl space that was converted into, like, a usable area. Yes, and it was weird. So, there was this light fixture, and it was one of those, like, old-fashioned light fixtures that had, like, a whole bunch of, like, different, what do you call them, like, sockets for light bulbs? Yeah. So they had like a whole bunch of different sockets for the light bulbs or whatever. And I remember this one specific time my mom went down there and she's like, I just fucking changed all these light bulbs and they're out again. So then she went in and she took out every single light bulb. They were all out. There was six of them, I think. And then I think she put a couple more in because it was the only light in the basement. And then the next time she had went downstairs to do more laundry, all of the light bulbs were still in the sockets, but completely blown out. Like the lights were cracked, like you know, like all over the place. And I remember thinking like, what the hell? Like how the fuck did that happen? And I just feel like it was, it was, it was always something almost. And they were things that like weren't caused by anything. Like it was always something wasn't working. Something was broken. Something. And like, it wasn't like anybody had touched it. It wasn't that anybody had, you know what it like it just always was something and i remember do you remember your brother screaming crying to that one lullaby uh, no i don't remember oh yeah every time we would yes. sing it yeah uh-huh yes anytime hi anytime that you would what was it? oh my god which it, it wasn't twinkle twinkle Little i think Bob. it was rockabye baby it was rockabye baby 
it was Rockabye Baby, and I feel like he used to, and it sounds very, like, almost like every, like, just very melancholy, almost every scary song you've ever heard and I don't he used to like freak out like something had went up his spine and I just I think it was weird like it was it was very random it was very and I'm wondering if it's like something that like she used to sing to the kids Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if it was like you get what I'm saying like because it was just so so random that he would like just it would just take oh he was so upset yeah every single time (laughs) Um, but it just, in general, it was just a very strange, I didn't love, like, I know none of us ever really loved being there, like, alone. Yeah, Um, it just, you just felt, like, an energy there, I feel like, and there was even, there was this one, I, there was so many times that I remember, like, stuff with, um, Christy, and for anyone who doesn't know, that's Danny's sister, my other cousin, um, because she lived with me, like, on and off a couple times, but there was this one time I remember in particular, she had asked me if I wanted, she was making a grilled cheese or something and asked me if I wanted one. So I was like, yeah. And then I remember her calling up the stairs to me that it was done. So I was like, okay. So I started walking toward my door and like, I'm probably like five feet away from my door, but like still walking to it. And right as I get to this, the door frame or whatever, I kind of pause in my tracks because my door swings open. And I'm thinking like, oh, I was taking too long. Like my first thought was like, Chrissy's behind the door. Bring this grilled cheese or like see what I was doing. Yeah. And the door swings all the way open. No one's there. And if you remember how my, my house was set up, Once you went up the stairs, there was a hallway and then a door at the end of the hallway. And that was the bedroom. There was nothing else in front of it. Correct. Like if someone had done that, they would have still been in the hallway. Oh, yeah. And and not for nothing. And the stairs were on the other side. So like you would have heard them still going down the stairs. I would have seen them. Right. You were standing right there. So like it doesn't. It just was a very it was a very weird house. And it was it was definitely an older house. So like God only knows, you know what happened before, you know, the people that we didn't know (laughs) that lived there. I don't know if they're like the original owners, whatever. It definitely was a very old house and you just definitely felt it. And I feel like I was too young to even put together like those thoughts, but I can remember the feeling of looking up those stairs. And like, there would be times that I was babysitting y'all because you could see the light was on from your room. Mm-hmm. And there would be times that, like, and I remember standing at the bottom of the stairs just knowing I didn't want to go up there. Oh, my God. That is literally crazy because you know how you, when you drive up the side road where that house is, you can see the the window all the way at the top where the attic is? Yeah. There would be so many times we were coming down that street and my mom would be like, who left the attic yeah. light on? And and I remember, like, I just vividly remember not wanting to be the one that had to go turn it off. <laughs> because I have to like walk back through the room in the dark. Well, I really believe with like energies and stuff like that. Like even though you know, um, his brother and the dad like didn't die in the house. Like they lived there for a long time, and it can very well but be that be they're. Their, it would be where their soul knew to go back to. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, and that was home. Yeah, it would be where their spirit, their demon, their whatever. It would be. It would be where it knew to go back to. So I just feel like. Not to mention, I mean, if the woman was being abused in the house, like, that's bad energy, just that in and of itself. Mm -hmm. You know, and then, like, on top of that, like, you have the brother who passed away, 
you know, and God only knows what the spirit world had to do with that. Like he was all of what, 18 years old? Like I think he was like 21, but definitely really young. Yeah. I feel like that he was in high school though. Cause my mom always says that maybe I'm wrong. I think no, well they, the, him and his best friend that died like years later, that was in the car accident with him. They were all fr- like good friends in high school, but, um, yeah. I, but I think they were in their twenties when that happened. I feel like it might have, there's some, like, he was either going too fast. I don't remember, like, it, he wasn't completely innocent in it, but, like. Yeah, he I'm was drinking. Saying, like, it's just a coincidence, like, there, there's a lot of bad energy that a reason to be present in the house. Like, yeah. Um, and, you know, for all you know, you know, the brother came back looking for his mom. You know what I mean? Like, because mm-hmm. he was young. Like, it just, it was a very strange house, and it was very strange to be there, and, it was a very strange feel. Like it was almost like straight out of a, out of a Goosebumps film. Like the you would just look up the stairs and it just, it was enough. <laughs> you just it was a weird energy. You knew not to go near it. Yeah, and I've had like I've had weird energies before. I was just texting you earlier, my daughter for the last like, it's been like a week, maybe more. She woke up in the middle of the night about a week ago, screaming about a doggy comes running into my room. And I'm like a doggy, and I'm thinking she had a nightmare. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, you know, whatever. So I let it go. I hug her. I put her back to bed. The next day, she comes downstairs, and we're in the living room, and she's staring off into the dining room, which is like a straight shot from the living room. Mm-hmm. She keeps saying, "No doggy, no doggy, no say to me." And I'm like, "What doggy?" And so there was a box of diapers. Levi wears loves. They have puppy towels on them. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking talking to the diapers like the doggies and she's not so I'm like so I put them away and I put the box away and today even again she was and she came and cried and sat on my lap and said no doggy no and I'm like okay so I need to sage the house (laughs) (laughs) so is she seeing like a spirit dog or what like in my world like okay so if you think about like the traditional drawing of a demon it's like a almost like a semi-human thing on all fours it would look like a scary dog oh my god stop you're like tweaking yourself out right now right so i'm like bro i don't know what she's seeing and i don't like i don't want to discredit she's done it a bunch of times i don't want to just ignore it well i definitely wouldn't discredit that because i feel like that's the problem with a lot of people that are like spiritually tapped in their parents try to be like no you didn't see anything like yes the fuck i did well, and they say, too, like, kids, because their pineal gland doesn't harden until, like, they start introducing fluoride and things like that, they say that kids are the most likely to have that that spiritual connection. Yeah, for sure. So many stories of kids who remember where they came from, who they were in their past life, and their parents are like, yeah, yeah. And they're like, no, I swear to God. Oh, my God. So you want to <laughs> do you want to hear something crazy real quick? Basically, I don't this isn't like a past life type of thing. But the other day, EJ was telling my mom a story. And then he like said the whole story back to me because she had told me like what he said. And he pretty yeah. much says that he remembers being up in the stars and picking me to be in my belly. And I'm like, what? That's so crazy. Like, where did you even get that from? Like, you know what I mean? Not to, like, talk about somebody else's kids. I can use, like, redacted names if you'd like. But technically, I I guess I'm legally inclined to do so. (laughs) My ex-husband's son Uh had a twin who died when they they were born very, very, very prematurely. They weighed all of a pound. Oh, my God. Um, The one baby died when when he was seven days old. His name was Michael. And 
the other baby lived. The living baby's name, I will not say. Okay. The other baby lived, okay? And when he was like three and a half, he told his mother that he remembered his brother mm-hmm. and that he wanted her to know that he was okay and that he loved her. Oh my God, stop. And he had no way of knowing that the baby even existed. Wow. He had no way of, he had never, like, he was not old enough to have ever the baby died when it was a week old. So, like. But they didn't talk to him about the baby or anything? Or he was, was so young. They had never, like, told wow. him the story. He was still only, like, he was barely three and a half. I have chills right now. Right. And so, like, I don't discount anything that comes out of baby's mouth ever. So, like, I'm definitely staging the house. <laughs> As you should. Okay, guys, if you have your own spooky, paranormal, scary stories or just anything in general, a story of somebody ghosting you, a story of anything that you want to send for me to read on the podcast during spooky season, send it to me on Instagram at that's what mom said pod or send it to me on email at that's what mom said pod at gmail.com. I will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of That's What Mom Said. Be sure to click the fifth star and leave a super cute review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening right now. Make sure you send this episode to your mom friends, your group chat, your grandmother, your kid's teacher, or literally anybody else that you've ever met. I'll talk to you guys next week. Okay, love you. Bye.